Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I am joined by Jean-Pierre Vidrine from Chicago, Illinois. We are going to be talking about cartomancy. So please sit back and enjoy. All right, Jean-Pierre, thank you so much for being here with me today. Hello, thanks for having me on. I like your work. And you've done readings for me, like when we've been at the Glint and stuff like that. So when you reached out, when I had, well, I had put a call out, like, you know, I want to start doing this. And you were like, hey, I would love to talk to you about this. I was like, yes. (laughs) So uh, let me give the formal introduction as to who you are. Again, Jean-Pierre Vidrine is a tarot reader in Chicago. He has been reading for nearly 13 years using various tarot and oracle decks. So welcome, welcome, my friend. Glad to be here. So tell me, how'd you get into tarot? Well, uh, my introduction uh, was actually as a child, I picked up a comic book called Madame Xanadu. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It it was uh, an old, it was, uh, it was old even then printed in 1981. It was just a one shot, but uh, the the title character is a tarot reader. Mm. She introduces horror stories using the tarot cards. And this one issue actually had even had in the inside covers, a sort of a a brief history and how to guide. Oh, wow. uh, (laughs) But, you know, growing up in uh, Louisiana, Catholic, uh, Tarot was, to say the least, frowned upon, along with a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And of course, the 80s, you know, the satanic panic and all that. So it was like, oh, no, I could read about it in a comic book, but I couldn't actually do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and that carried with me. Uh, but years later, I kind of shrugged that off, got over it. You know, uh, my own spiritual life broadened out. And lo and behold, the Vertigo Tarot was reprinted. Oh, yes. And uh, just for the benefit of the listeners, uh, the Vertigo Tarot was originally printed in the 90s in conjunction with uh, DC Comics Vertigo Comics line. Mm-hmm. I have an original. <laughs> oh, God. I, take care of that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the collaboration, you know, Neil Gaiman, artist Dave McKean, and of course, tarot goddess Rachel Pollock all mm-hmm. collaborated on this fascinating deck. And I would see, you know, ads for that in back issue comics and kind of just wish, man, I wish I'd bought that when it came out. And then 2008, lo and behold, I saw a big display of it there at Borders Bookseller. Well, (laughs) and that's how it started. (laughs) So that was your first deck? Yes. Wow. That's how I know how long I've been doing tarot. (laughs) I saw it was reprinted. Otherwise, I would be like, uh, I don't know, about 10 years or so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know it was 2008. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So tell me a little bit about cartomancy. It's not really something I do. So, well, it's uh, basically it's you find the right symbols or images to focus on. Okay. The images will correspond to your intent. You know, it's it's just a little, I guess, kind of like a magnifier for it, an amplifier, I guess, Mm -hmm. more accurately speaking. You know, you, you find the right images, you, you put them in front of yourself or on an altar, what have you. You have your intention in mind. Like, like recently, I had an injury, you might remember. And uh, so I wanted some healing magic. Mm-hmm. So you know, I put a couple of tarot cards. Um, I took the Ace of Pentacles and the Strength card. 
Mm. And I think strength is pretty obvious what I needed. <laughs> I was like, okay, heal these ribs that I nearly broke, but luckily didn't. <laughs> the Ace of Pentacles might be a little harder to understand. Um, if your listeners don't know, Pentacles in the tarot represent the material world. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually find that a lot of the time they actually represent human interaction. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, that's I got from numerous readings where people were asking about relationships, but they were getting pentacles and no cups, which are emotion. And I actually had one person, she actually explained to me herself, even though she didn't really know much about tarot, I did point out it was kind of odd. And she said, well, you know, I do kind of view my relationships as transactions. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. That stuck with me. Yeah. And with that in mind, I see that happening so much more and it makes so much more sense when I see it in readings. Mm -hmm. But for this particular reading, I turned the, the Ace of Pentacles upside down or reversed as we call it. Yeah. And that I actually took from a number of different sort of uh, some satanic magicians and others who just, they see it as a symbol of drawing down power. Yes. Okay. So that's what I, I did for my healing magic for myself. Ace of Pentacles reversed and the strength. And then because I haven't really, I haven't even tried to shake it off altogether, took an old fashioned Catholic prayer card, a saint card mm-hmm. with St. Lazarus. Okay. So I put them together in a sort of triangle formation. I lit a candle right in the middle of them to help with my healing. So uh, that gives you a rough idea of what you do. You just you use those images to focus your your energy on the intent. Oh, I really like that. And mm-hmm. do you have do you have like certain decks that you use for that? Uh, my go-to deck for that is the Hanson Roberts. Tarot. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I'm not familiar. So educate me. That's that's what today okay. is about. Educate well, me, educate everybody else. <laughs> well, you probably know that there are three, the three basic tarot decks are the uh, Smithwaite or Riderwaite, as it's often called. Yeah. I prefer to call it Smithwaite because that puts the artist's name first. Same, same. <laughs> Deborah Smith. Uh, the Thoth Tarot. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, uh, oh, the, that French one, Marseille. Okay. Yes. Funny, I'd have trouble remembering the name of the French one. <laughs> <laughs> aren't you aren't you from down that way <laughs> not, not from France but, well, I mean, but you know what I mean like Louisiana. the southeast Louisiana <laughs> yeah but uh uh I all of my deck most of my decks are based on the Smith weight deck you mm-hmm. know uh, I had a Thoth deck never really connected with it uh never actually looked at the Marseille deck but uh Smith weight kind of is where I, I'm at you know uh, Hanson Roberts basically is just the Smith weight, but with the artist different style coming to it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I use it because the version I have is a miniature that came in a kit. You'll probably see that in bookstores. Yeah, tarot to go. Yeah, that's the one. And because it's so small, I really don't use it for readings. But since I'm not using it for readings, well, this is a good enough another way of using it. Mm-hmm. But there are times when it doesn't quite work. Uh, you know, so then I'll go to one of my other decks, uh, knowing that it's only going to be temporary. I'm not going <laughs> to, I will eventually have to pick those cards back up and put them back in. Cause I want to use them for a reading. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, uh, not long ago, of course, when the, after the murder of George Floyd, mm-hmm. the black lives matter, mm-hmm. uh, protest really sprung up and I really wanted to do something. And other, I was donating where I could. Uh, I'm not really built for going on the front lines. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had friends who were and you know, seeing their videos was quite frightening. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do a spell for it. 
But uh, Hanson Roberts, the biggest problem with that one and a lot of other tarot decks, as you probably already know, yep. there were no people of color. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> yeah. And I am seeing a, a greater effort with newer tarot creators to, you yes. know, be better about that. And that's good. Mm-hmm. But the Hanson Roberts, you know, it's it's all white folks in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to another deck. I actually went to a deck that had no people at all, the Wild Unknown. Okay. And it felt right for me because, you know, the, t- the name, you hear that unknown. And I think, like, true equality is still unknown to us. Yes. And also... Um, just the fact that, you know, there were no people in there. So you could see those cards as any body at all. Yeah. You wouldn't have trouble. You know, like if, if just because the, the card didn't look like you, you wouldn't have trouble seeing yourself there because it's it's a creature or it's just the suit itself. Mm-hmm. Cup, sword, etc. Mm-hmm. So I, I chose those cards and put them in my little sacred space with a candle lit. And when I posted online, I, I typed out, you know, specifically for anyone who saw this and wanted it to be part of it yes you know you can't really just cast spells for people without them giving you permission yeah exactly exactly and i'm not gonna i can't get the permission of thousands of people out there online <laughs> that I know. <laughs> so so I, I put it out there on online and just you know if if you really want to be part of this you're part of it mm-hmm. that's, otherwise that's, just keep on scrolling you know <laughs> yeah that's that's really lovely and i i i love how I love how you made it your own, but also took into consideration like yeah. the larger picture. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And speaking of tarot decks that um, have people of color in them, mm-hmm. my friend uh, Lauren Onsa O'Leary, she has mm-hmm. the World Spirit Tarot. I don't know if you've seen that one. I, I've, I've heard the name. I probably have seen it. I belong to a few groups online. so Yeah. I- I have it and I've got to say it is it is the friendliest deck I have ever opened like you know how like sometimes you buy a tarot deck and you're like we have to get to know each other a little bit Mm -hmm. or you buy that tarot deck and you're like I can't connect to this thing at all like this tarot deck we were instantly friends Mm -hmm. it was amazing so, and I don't know if it's just because I know Onsa, but it was just like, I, you know, I was just like, I'm going to play with this and do a reading. And I was just like, this is just the most warm, fuzzy, friendly meeting <laughs> reading I've ever had. <laughs> well, but, it, <laughs> but it, but it, but it definitely has like, it has mm-hmm. people of color in it. It has, yeah. uh, you know, a non-binary people. I mean, it's it's so it's just all of that spectrum. It's just so beautiful and wonderful. So yeah, if you ever get a chance to pick it up, mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you a collector of decks? Yeah, well, uh, sort of. I mean, I, I don't just snatch up any new tarot deck that comes along. Not Same. that there's anything wrong with that. There are people out there who you know they have collections in the triple digits, and you know that's great. Yeah. And then there are people who get that one deck and they stick with just that. And that's also great. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in the middle of there, leaning you know, toward the left of it. So I have, I guess I have about 20 something decks right now. But, yeah. Uh, if I see a deck, if it doesn't work for me or if it's redundant, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, either the imagery or the vibe I get just feels too much like a deck I already have. I just, you know, I just don't bother with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I am a under, I have under 10 decks. Oh, yeah. So I guess I, compared to who I am a collector. Then. 
I, but I'm just, I'm one of those people where it's just like, I have my decks that I like, mm -hmm. that I use. And uh, usually when I'm doing readings for other people, I will use Smith Rider Waite. Mm -hmm. uh, for myself, I have the Sacred Rose Tarot, and I call it my Yes Bitch deck. <laughs> because it's the one that's like, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm just going to tell you what you need to hear. Um, so I use that one a lot. Do you do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite deck that you use, like well, for reading my, for other people or for yourself? Well, for myself, my favorite is still the Vertigo deck. Okay, yeah. Your first is your favorite, as they say. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, for other people, it will depend on the event or the person. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's my my little tagline. I have my business cards. Uh, different decks for different occasions. <laughs> so I will suit it to the occasion. Like when mm -hmm. I did a, a movie screening, it was a horror show. I brought the Gothic horror tarot. Oh, nice. Uh, or uh, when I'm at uh, Arabesque for the, the belly dance shows, mm -hmm. I don't have a belly dance tarot, but uh, I have the eight coins tattoo tarot. Mm -hmm. That suits the, the, the venue fine. A lot of the dancers have tattoos and there is a belly dancer on one of the cards. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And so forth and so on. I try, that's why I try to build my library, you know, in hoping that I'll get these different shows. Like I have a, a tarot bot that has robots on it in case I ever do a science fiction <laughs> themed gig. I have a, the sensual goddess in case I do, you know, some sort of an erotic event. Ha mm -hmm. That doesn't happen yet, but fingers crossed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my latest deck, uh, uh, you might've seen me post about it, the wizard's tarot. So oh, yes, yes, yes. Very acid trippy kind of artwork. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Not sure what exactly that would be appropriate for, but if if something comes up, it's like, hey, you'll <laughs> have it. A weird, <laughs> maybe a weird animation film festival or something. <laughs> when was the first time, or if you, if you can remember mm -hmm. the first time, like you were like tarot deck, spell work. Let's put these two together. Ooh, I can't think of the specific time, but I can tell you about when I started thinking like that. Okay. Um, it came about probably not long after I started doing tarot. Um, my former spouse uh, is Wiccan. Mm -hmm. And when they were exploring their faith, they joined a coven in Tucson, uh, the adventure tradition uh, led by Ashleen Ogia. You may have heard of her. She's a... Fairly known vegan writer. So uh, not not really with intent of joining the faith or the coven. I just, I wanted to learn more about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I went, I took the classes with them to learn about it. And that's when I started learning how you can do magic with different things, you know, images mm -hmm. and all that. And it was sometime after that that I realized, hey, you got, I have images right here. <laughs> that mean <laughs> to me, these tarot cards. And uh and so I, that, I can't think of the first time I did it, but it's around then that I realized you could do that. So did magic practice come first before tarot? Uh, probably in a way, but you know, I used to call it prayer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Some Fair enough. People try to separate the two, like they're two entirely different things. Oh, no. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> what are you doing? You're saying words with intent to bring about a change. Sometimes it's holding beads. Sometimes it's in front of a statue or a painting. As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to say that's nothing at all like magic. 
Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't mean to sound cynical or glib, but you know, <laughs> coming from that world and now having a foot in the other world, it's, you know, I learn things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, I, I recently made what's called a circle of stones. Mm-hmm. And when I was making it, I was like, which is something that is in Celtic Reconstructionism. And uh, as I was making it, I was like, this is a rosary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've actually seen a rosary stone walkway outside of a church in Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you could actually walk and pray the rosary like that. Yeah, I just find I just find it very interesting. Like as I was as I was making it, I was just like, yeah, this is pretty much well a rosary. And, you know, land, sky, sea, fire, (laughs) the masculine, the feminine, and then the ancestors. It's kind of like, I see what y'all did. (laughs) You just I mean, you just kind of took you know, the, what the pagans were doing and then just kind of inserted everything else in. Yeah. I mean, that's an oversimplified version of it. Oh, totally. Totally. But yes, I mean, uh, as they grew and more people came from their pagan paths and, you know, they didn't really let go of their old things. They just kind of changed the wording. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and of course I've mentioned already the saint cards. I've got quite a collection of those. So, you know, maybe I was already doing cartomancy before I did tarot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so in a sense it's kinda always been there for you. Yeah. Yeah. I just picked up a different set of cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Have you ever had used cardomancy and then it goes splat or it didn't work? Um yeah, uh, technically, uh sort of. Uh you know, I used to do regular you know when I like, first got to Chicago. Uh, I was pursuing primarily, as far as my performance life, I was trying to get uh, more and more into drag performances. Mm-hmm. And so I did pretty regular cartomancy with that. I'm trying to remember the cards I used. Uh, I honestly can't quite recall. I think Queen of Pentacles was probably one of them. Oh, yeah. Nice card. I think obvious, you know, Queen Pentacles, you know, <laughs> money. You know, <laughs> queen. Uh, so clear. And I can't remember, there were a couple of others, probably uh, the star strength. But, uh, uh, you know, I no matter how many times I did it, and I, you know, time and opportunity were never quite on my side. So you mm-hmm. can see that that kind of went splat. But uh, one thing we have to remember when it comes to magic or prayer or, any, or anything like that. Yeah. It's always for the, if it be for the greater good. Yes. So, and it might not have been for the greater good that I, you know, took off in drag performance mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I know that, yeah, I don't know if you've been seeing this, but there've been some recent upheavals in the, the Chicago drag world. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I haven't, but um, I know that we've had our own issues here. So mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me. Well, basically the, it's some of the problems that have been happening with the world of drag all around the country, you know, mm-hmm. racism, uh, cis sexism and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I saw, you know, it was a couple of, one particular figure, I won't say names here, but, you know, some terrible stories came out about this one figure that I was actually pretty close with. And it's like, well, <laughs> kind of glad not to have been part of that. Yeah. 
Oh, so maybe it was for the greater good that I didn't quite make it in drag. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like it did what it needed to do for as long as it needed to do. But then it was like, nah, other stuff for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you, know, and you also have to keep in mind, other people are also doing their things. Other people might be doing their magic or their prayers. Yep. <laughs> if they get their thing, you're not going to get that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the way of the world, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so, so we always have to trust the journey, right? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I guess I, I know that in the, be- in the, in the beginning of, of this, and uh, I know we're, we're coming close to the end of our time, uh, but is there like a simple spell you can give people to do for like a med- you know, like a meditation or just something? Cause like sometimes when people are new to stuff, they're like, I don't want to do anything big. I just want to do something simple. <laughs> okay. Something simple. Um, well, if I guess if you're having emotional issues, you know, you can, uh, you know, the cups in tarot represent emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can take, say, the ace of cups and turn it upside down. You know, we call that reversed in the world of tarot. Mm-hmm. And I think the image is obvious. You take that cup, you dump it out. Mm, nice. So, you know, place that there. Uh, you know, just look at it. Think about that pouring out. Or if maybe if, if the issue is something very specific, the, you know, an actual concrete idea that is just weighing on you. Mm-hmm. You can take, say, the Three of Swords. Mm-hmm. I love that that card. I think the symbolism is so clear and obvious that almost all the variant decks don't even bother changing it. Yes. It's three swords through the heart. Mm-hmm. I have a few decks that do shake it up a bit, but most of my decks, they just, they reinterpret it in the artist's own style, but it's still a Valentine heart with three swords. Yes. You take that and you turn that upside down and imagine the swords falling out. Mm. In fact, I went so far I classed because I was having issues. Your your listeners. Oh, I can see it. Okay, so what JP is showing me is Mm -hmm. a Valentine heart upside down with the three of swords through it. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. That was was actually I did a spell with that. Uh, I had some three cards, like uh, I think it was the magician, the the three of swords, and I can't remember what the third one was right offhand. Actually, I could probably see it right here real quick. Ah, there. It was the hanged man. Okay. Because I was I was just letting things get to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just would not, you know, no matter how much I rationalize, like, look, it's the past. You've got to move on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, <clears throat> I was still always just dwelling on these things that had hurt me. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you've got to get over this, man. So, mm-hmm. so I did that spell. I lit the can. And I, of course... Well, ahead of time, I, I set up the tattoo appointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so I lit that spell. And then I went off, uh, had the tattoo. I lit, I lit the spell. I lit the candle with those cards around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went, got the tattoo done. And, I, and it's always there with me as a reminder. Just let that stuff fall away. Mm-hmm. Let those swords fall out of your heart. Mm-hmm. I really love this. You have given me ideas. There's a lot of imagination involved in <laughs> This imagination never stops. Sometimes yeah. that's not a good thing. But <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes being a creative can be overwhelming. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But uh, another one, uh, you've ever seen the Six of Cups? Yes. Is about uh, nostalgia, which is kind mm-hmm. of uh, has a double edged sword. 
but I, I often see it reversed as like emotional maturity, mm-hmm. moving forward emotionally. So I'm doing a lot of reversals here. I didn't intend to do that, but <laughs> that's, <laughs> and of course, that's that's the big thing about reversals is you're turning things around. Yeah. So. You know, that one would be really good to do. Like if you're going mm-hmm. through a heavy Saturn transit, because mm-hmm. Saturn is all about maturity. And let's face it, sometimes we don't handle the obstacles that are put in front of us so well. But like no, having no. that <laughs> focus of like the six of cups reversed of like, help me mature, <laughs> help me do this with grace. <laughs> like, that's that's really wonderful. That's really beautiful. I I usually do like divination before I do spell work. But like, mm. I've, I've always been like apprehensive to use like the cards in you know, in spell work, I guess, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, a Virgo, I like to compartmentalize things. But like, <laughs> you've given me some ideas. So this is really wonderful. I really appreciate it. No, no problem. If you want to keep compartmentalizing, just find a deck and use that just for your spell work and not for divination. I mean, yeah, like I, I typically go through that one deck or, or another, but you know, sometimes a different deck is called for, but I, it's it's not like I can't use it for divination after that. Yeah. But if you really want to keep it, do it, do that. Keep it separate. You know, find the get a deck or decks just for the spell work and leave the divination decks for being for divination. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. Do you have like a one last question? Sorry, because oh, <laughs> I'm just now thinking about this. Uh, do you have like a way that you cleanse your decks? Um, the same way that I cleanse myself. I, I don't do too many of the heavy, you know, I read about people putting them out in the moonlight or yeah. smudging and all that. You really, it's just, you know, putting it down on a table with, if you have a special cloth you use, have that and just meditate, imagine the white light surrounding and mm-hmm. cleansing. Mm-hmm. That's really all I need. Uh, maybe that comes from my, my very simple Christian upbringing, you know, Catholic mm-hmm. upbringing, where it's just stop, you know, be mindful in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> not, I mean, not that Catholics don't have things, you know, like rosary beads and incense and all that. I mean, if you want to burn some incense, that's cool too, but yeah, really just yeah. stop in the moment. And, uh, <laughs> if you have your cards there, then that's all I need really. All right. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, where can people find you? Well, they can find me on Facebook at Tarot Readings by Jean-Pierre or look up my initials J-P-V Tarot. And on uh, Gmail, just J-P-V Tarot at gmail.com. All right. Excellent. And uh, something I've started doing with this podcast is lifting up voices of BIPOC and queer folks. And Mm -hmm. so... Uh, before we started recording, we had a little chat and you and I asked you, like, is there anyone you want to lift up? So take it All away. Right. Who do you want to lift up? Well, when, I, when I'm not reading for cards and not just doing my regular pay the bills job, I do perform and handle props for a group called Rocks Geek. That's mm-hmm. R-A-K-S Geek, G-E-E-K. They're a belly dance troupe that fuses the art of belly dance with geek culture. If you want to see a belly dancing Wookiee, <laughs> check them out. But uh, most of the cast are on the LGBT spectrum. Many are people of color. And each show, with each show, they donate money to a particular 
charitable cause that benefits such people. A lot of them are centered here in Chicago. All right. Well, excellent. Well, everyone look for Rocks Geek. And again, JP, thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate you. Thank you. It's been fun. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.